My wife told me yesterday, man, you always got an answer for getting everything. Like, I don't know how you do it, but you always got a damn answer. And she was kind of kidding me, like, it's unfair that you always can figure out this way to get both or get it all. And I told her, I said, listen, it comes down to a very simple idea. You can live with the mentality of or. Or you can live with the mentality of and. I choose and. I want to show you how and why you should, too. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Yellow Chair Podcast with X, where we deep dive into the stories that drive our lives. All right, family, let's get storyfied. It's a very simple idea. You can live through the mentality and lens of or. Or you can live through the mentality and lens of and. And let's break this down and why I believe this idea, this story, if you can infuse into your life, it can be crazy impactful immediately. In fact, I challenge you to listen to this and to apply the framework I'm going to give you at the end of this podcast. And if you don't transform your life in any significant way, in a significant way, by applying it to a place where you have problems, I will get on the phone and coach you through it personally, because it's a very simple idea that, but you know, uh, pound for pound, buck for buck, it, it, it's, it's just simple, right? It's fast, it's easy, it's simple, but it does take some balls. And we'll get into that in a second. But if you can apply it, I promise you it can transform your life in a heartbeat. So let's talk about what these mentalities mean and how we can apply them in our life. So let's start with the idea of or. This is how most people live their life. They go through life and they bump against some problems, some issues, some challenge. They have two seemingly divergent or completely polar opposite things that they want and they have to make a decision. I'm going to take this or I'm going to take that, right? And ultimately, their life is led through a series of collecting all of these ors, which means what? That means you're constantly in this space of compromise, constantly in this space of having to get something and giving up something at the same time. And I think this mentality has been baked into our psyche because as kids, that's exactly how we parent. You can have this or this. You can have both. Well, I want chocolate and I want, you know, strawberry sprinkles. No, which one? You only can have one. You know, that's an or mentality. But an am mentality is exactly what you think it is. It is I want both and I'm going to figure out a way to have both. It's not either or it is. And I want some vanilla and I want that strawberry. You know what? And while we're here, let me have some chocolate. When we were at the um, ice cream shop, this was years ago. And my daughter was trying to order like four different flavors of ice cream. And, you know, my wife, she she meant well and she's an or thinker. Um, We're working on that and mentality. And by the way, my am mentality isn't isn't like a saving grace. It can get you into some trouble. We'll talk about that in a second. But my daughter was trying to order different flavors. No, baby, you can only have one. I was like, no, why she can't? Well, you know, because it's not like we didn't want to pay for it. It's like, well, she don't need all the ice cream. I say, listen, hey, you, Baskin Robbins lady, listen, can you do me a favor? Listen, my daughter right here, she's the sweetest little girl ever. Look at her. Just look at her. She's like, yeah, she's cute. I was like, listen, listen, listen. I need you to be able to give us just two scoops of ice cream, but four flavors. 
I know it's asking a lot, but can you do it? Like, like we don't want to give her a lot of ice cream, but we want to give her all of, you got 31 flavors. She was like, it's hard to choose. I was like, she was like, I know. I was like, can you do it? She's like, yeah. So she gave her all four in two scoops. And by the way, this is something I call the hero effect. Whenever you are asking somebody of something, you need to position it as if they are the hero in your story. And I promise you, I promise you, you will get a lot more out of people. And it's, it can be rather manipulative, but you have to truly, truly position the value into their lap. People want to give you value. You have to give them opportunity to do so by paying them first, by telling them just how important a role they will play in your desired outcome. And that was serious. She could help me help my daughter, which was important. So we got and we got four flavors, not two. This is the power of and in your life. It is not accepting the circumstance of or, but actually fighting to uphold the idea and the power of and. And this applies across the board in so many areas of our life. We compromise without ever knowing why. We just accept it. It is a script and a story that is so hardcore baked in, we don't even know it's running. A number of years ago, for example, I was was at a lunch with a client. This is a very powerful young up-and-coming superstar in city government. She was the head of economic development for the eighth largest city in the country. And I'm working with her own leadership and her team on culture and things of that nature, right? And we're at a restaurant, we're ordering, and she's looking at the menu. She says, hey, oh, X, I would really love a tuna sandwich today. I was like, okay. And then she looks at the menu. She's like, ah, they don't have tuna. They have this tuna salad, but I really don't want tuna salad. So all right. All right. So the, the, the waiter comes, she orders this salmon salad. I was like, wait a minute. Why didn't you order a tuna sandwich? I thought you wanted tuna. She's like, it's, it's not on the menu. I said, I said, listen, uh, what's your name, waitress? She, I think her, I forget her name. But she, I mean, let's say it's Christy. I was like, Christy, can you help us out? I, I really need your help with this. All right. Again, positioning her as a hero, telling her that I, I'm going to love the fact that she has power in helping me to change my life. I said, hey, hey, uh, Christy, um, you all have tuna? She's like, yeah, yeah, we have tuna it's on our, it's on our tuna salad. You have, you have mayo and stuff. You, you make the tuna fish here. She's like, yeah, yeah. I said, y'all got bread. She's like, yeah, of course we got bread. We got, yeah. Can you, can you put the tuna on some bread and, uh, and make a tuna sandwich? You think that'd be possible? She was like, yeah, well, it's not on the menu, but yeah, you probably have to pay a little extra. That's fine. I was like, that's fine. Can you, can you do that? She's like, yeah. I said, look, look, she, she, you want a tuna sandwich? And she was like, yeah, I want a tuna sandwich. She was like, I was like, Christy, she wants a tuna sandwich. Can you really help? We were, man, man, we would love that. <laughs> so my client got a tuna sandwich. And we went into the lesson of and right then on the spot. Because so much of her life was governed through this idea and lens of or. That she didn't have the power to maneuver and push and to create an and in her life. And the same thing may be true for you in that you're in the habit of upholding the idea of or. It's just so easy to compromise. But when we compromise like that, we're leaving so much on the table and for no reason at all other than an old script and an old story. And, and I might say, for some of us, it's even more sinister than that because the story of or can often cause us to neglect some of the things that are important to us. For example, I, you know, working with 
entrepreneurs and, and a lot of business owners, your A-type personalities, they can give everything they have to their business, 120 hours a week, all in, every day. I don't have, and the story they run is, I don't have time for these other things like family or my body or my faith. Like it's, it's this, this is the story. And they choose, I can either be this entrepreneur, business owner, or family man, or take care of myself. They don't know how to fight for and, and they accept this compromise. But invariably, what happens? Neglect. Neglect. I'll go back to a client of mine. He, uh, he uh, owns a few melting pot restaurants and a very successful guy, uh, always in the community, helping others. He does everything. I mean, like, like I tell people, I want to be like Jay when I grow up. I want to be like Jay. He's the most lovable person there is to his staff. He goes above and beyond. He does stuff in the community. He, he works crazy hours at the restaurant. He, he bends over backwards to accommodate his wife and his kids. He is like a superstar, a stud by every measure of the word. But in his mind, he doesn't have time to what? Take care of himself. Yeah, he's last. So I can either take care of everybody else and everything else, or I can take care of Jay. And I told him that's not how it works. Fight for and. You have, you have some, some bandwidth in there. And he went into, well, I don't. I'm busy. I don't have time. Because he wanted to lose some weight. I was like, hey, meet me at the dam uh, early in the morning. I think it was like 4.30 or 5 in the morning. He was like, the dam. Yeah, we're going to exercise. We're going to take care of you. You want to lose some weight? Let's go do it. So we meet at the dam. It's like 4.30 in the morning, pitch black. All you can see is the light and like the bugs flying around it. Nobody's around. It's dark. It's it, like you could hear a pin drop. And it, it, it was crazy dark in the middle of the like forest, like outside of the city. Like it's, it's, it's just this environment. Like, and it's like scary almost. And he was like, all right, we're at the dam. We're going to walk around the dam. How long are we going to be here? Right, he's already thinking about the restaurant and getting it open and all the stuff that goes with that. And I'm like, ah. I was like, let's walk over to my truck. So we walk over to my truck. I say, you, you, you see that sandbag? Pick it up. He was like, sandbag? I was like, pick it up. Are we going to walk around the dam with that? All right. All right, cool. So we take two steps. I say, up, oh, stop. Drop the bag. So he drops the bag. He says, okay, like confused. Like, like now what? I say, just pick it up. He picks it up like this. I was like, yeah. He said, now what? I said, put it down. He's like, put it down. I said, yeah, just put it down. And all right, pick it up. He's like, Wait, so just keep picking it up and putting it down. Yeah, you're on four. Let's see how many you can do. So Jay starts picking it up, putting it down, picking it up, putting it down, put it down, put it down. After about three minutes, his bag is almost 100 pounds. He's tired. Jay's a big guy, but he's tired after about three minutes. And I, I have this well-timed question. I tell you about being the observer or the instigator. Hey, Jay, is that, is that all you got? Are you done? Oh, no, 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 I'm not done. Pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down. Right. Another two minutes go by. He's cooked. He's fried. He's beyond just, just crushed at this point because he's not in the habit of exercising. And as me as observer, this is the great thing that a coach can do for you. I asked a well-timed question. I'm like, Jay, is that all you really have? And now he's like, yeah. I was like, well, who are you doing this for? Who really matters? 
Why do you care so much about everybody else and not yourself? I started just asking these questions, like, 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 like stoking them. I said, what would it, what it mean to truly care about all things? And he's a religious person. So, too, like, what does God have in store for you? Are you living up to us? Asking these questions. And boom, all of a sudden, he started getting more emotionally in tune. He started picking it up, putting it down, picking it up, putting it down, picking it up, putting it down. And he was going and going and going and going and going. And when he was cooked after seven minutes, I mean, fried, I said, now let's do our Ignite and Take Flight. And I'll tell you about that in another episode. But the Ignite and Take Flight is an emotional exercise of release. It's cathartic because what I find for a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners, A-types, is that we are bottled where we can't experience the ice of our emotions because we want to allow ourselves to. And we don't know what it means to be super intense emotionally or we are so super intense emotionally. We don't know how to quiet and be at the opposite extreme of being zeroed out. So my goal during the Ignite and Take Flight process is to wear you out to allow you to go to your 10, a level 10 emotionally, or if you've, or if you're already at an emotional 10 to, to zap your emotional uh, banks, uh, your deposits so much so that all you can do is retreat to zero. I'll talk more about that. It's, it's, it's a magnificent kind of intervention, but anyway, so we go through that process. It takes like 30 seconds, right? Boom. And he's back at it. He's picking it up, picking it up, picking it up, picking it up. And he got to 10 minutes. I don't know how many hundreds of reps he did. We stopped counting after like 200. And then I said, hey, Jay, how you feel? Oh, my God. He was like, because, of course, we did the Ignite and Take Flight process. He's like, man, I haven't worked out like that in years. But beyond the workout, I, he, just, he, was just, he was just so ready to experience the heights of his emotions because he hadn't allowed himself to feel emotional. And we get back and we start really breaking it down. And I said, hey, Jay, you don't have to live a life of or. If you decide that taking care of yourself and exercise is important, you will find an and. It only took us 10 minutes to have you work harder than you have in 20 years. You don't have to neglect yourself. You don't have to neglect a part of your life. You can bring every part of you to the table, but you have to fight for and. And does not present itself. You have to make it happen. And I don't mean in a forceful way. And by its very nature, does not work sustainably without intervention. It's kind of like oil and water. Oil and water don't go together, right? But if you put them in a bottle and you shake it up, they go together just fine. You have to be willing to shake things up. And eventually, if you sit that bottle down, what happens? The water and the oil separates. That's just a fact of life. And I think that's why people don't allow themselves to think in and because they're not willing to shake things up. They want it to be systematic, simple, and always the same. But life doesn't happen that way. But when we're willing to shake things up, we can get four flavors. Yeah, four flavors. We can, shit, we should have asked for six. We can get tuna sandwiches and we can work out and take care of other people at the same time. I'm going to leave you with one last idea around this idea of or. Because it not only can limit our capacity to experience life to its fullest, leaving so much on the table, it can also cause us to neglect important areas of life, like I was saying with Jay, but also or feeds our ego and our fear-based mind. And here's what I mean. Ego is just fear, worry, anxiety, and scarcity bottled in and ready to present itself at every shape you know, in every shape, form, and fashion, if we don't use ego in a constructive way. 
Because here's the thing that or does to fight and win for a position in our mind. When we live by the mentality of or, then it's going to attack alternative outcomes. It's going to attack other ideas. It's going to attack creativity and a path towards the end. In other words, the ego is going to fight for or. Let's go back to the entrepreneurs. That's the space I live in, right? Business owners. So I have to work 120 hour weeks. That's what it takes. Yes, that's what I believe. That's my or. So family is important, but I can't focus on that right now. So when family, i.e. the wife or the husband, makes a justifiable ask, hey, honey, can you? Nothing extreme. What does the ego do fighting for or? The ego jumps down the wife's throat and says, you don't understand. I can't. I'm busy. The ego starts making every excuse in the world. It starts sabotaging, blaming. It looks for the escape hatch, right? It starts to put you in a position where you're fighting so hard to uphold this old story that anything that seems like a different story, a different way, you instantly stomp on it, try to destroy it because that's attacking the ego. It has fear that if it lets that idea in, that the charade, the walls will come tumbling down. So the entrepreneur, when I'm working with him or her, it's like, well, why is your fuse so short? At work it isn't, but at home it is. Why is that? Right. Because you're looking for a reason to pick fights. You're looking for it. As soon as your, your spouse says, honey, can you? Oh, shit. Here we go again. Oh, my God. Right. right? At work, someone can say, hey, hey, boss, man, can you? You're like, yeah, let's. Oh, yeah, let's get it. Let's go. You got a you got a triumphant attitude <laughs> because it's upholding the story of or that you've carved out in your head. No different. And how do I know? Because that's what I damn did as an entrepreneur trying to run my business and everything that got in its way. I fought to destroy it. Living by the idea of or. So, so let's, 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 let's just, let's pull it together like this. Creativity, openness, flexibility, and flow, right? Developing the faith that you can figure out a way forward that services all parts of you that are important to you is the basic foundation of living with an and mentality. The whole thing about and is that sometimes you don't know how you'll do it. You just accept that it's possible. You just know that and is there. And that's what my wife was talking about. She was like, like, no matter what, you, you, you instantly go to, by default, to and. Both of these can be done. And the caveat is sometimes I get egg on my face because they can't be done in the way I want to. But more times than not, I'm able to make both of them stick. But I have to be willing to be in this uncomfortable space of mixing it up, shaking up the bottle to make this oil and water to work together. So I'm going to leave you with this. Here's how you start to live by the idea of and. You got to start questioning your beliefs. Beliefs, in the middle of the word belief, is the word lie. L-I-E. Sometimes our beliefs are lies or emissions of the absolute truth. And I'll talk about that in another episode. So there are three things I want you to do to start developing this habit of and in your life and in your awareness, there are three very powerful questions I want you to ask yourself. 
what's most important to me? Right, what do I really want to happen? Right? Like get clear about what it is that you're actually trying to do, especially when you're at the crossroad and making the decision between two seemingly opposed ideas. What is it that I actually want? It's amazing how many of us we're not super clear on that. We just accept or as an easy first answer. Pause for a second. What do I really want here? What is it that I really want? Define it. Get clear. That's number one. Number two, when you start to see the contradictory nature or paths of a thing, ask the second question. Why do I believe I can't have and? Right? Like, ask that question. Define it. Like, like make your brain give you an answer. Like, you can't have both because of this, this, and that. Now, now we have our perceived challenges. And this last question is the most powerful question you can ask yourself to transform your condition. Remember, I said, if you, if, if, if you apply this to an area of your life where you have major issues and you can't make a significant inroad, right, a leapfrog, if you will, forward by, not, by doing this, I will figure out a way to coach you through it. And here's the question you ask. It's, I call it the leapfrog question. It's, it's, a, it's a powerful question. Oh, I love questions. Here it is. Here it is. If I absolutely had to make Anne happen right now, what would I do? Let me say that again. If I absolutely had to make Anne happen right now, what would I do? <laughs> this question is a powerful one. I have used this question in people's lives and helped them to make hundreds of thousands of dollars to save marriages, to transform teams, the whole nine, because it is a get past the bullshit excuses and perceived limitations right now question. It automatically galvanizes your mind, your spirit, your, your emotions, all of them to come to the bear and say, yo, if we remove all of this other shit, here's what we could actually do and make it work. And remember I said it takes balls. This is not hard work, but what it does take is balls. This question is usually a balls driven question. It usually doesn't take a lot of time. doesn't take a lot of resources. It doesn't take anything but having some balls. Having some balls. I was once with, with, with a client and we were working on this like huge plan to help drive sales in a company and going back and forth. And they had all these bar charts out and, and whiteboards up. And I was like, how much money are y'all trying to make? Well, we're trying to, you know, I think it was something like, this is a small solopreneur. Like, like you think it was, I'm trying to make another $10,000 next month. And I was like, all right, well, you could do all of that. Or, or here, just, just hear me out. I said, if you absolutely had to make $10,000 right now, what would you do? Right. And then the, the butthole gets tight and fear comes. I, I can do it. That's why we're making all these. No, 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 no. If you absolutely had to make $10,000 right now, right now, what would you do? And then it starts getting looser again and you start to feel like the weight of it. Like I could see the unfolding of it, like this leapfrog trying to come to life. And, and ultimately it came down to, I would, I would, if I had to, no, listen, 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 your kids' lives are in the line. I went, I went dramatic. Like your kids are being held hostage right now. This is taken out of the uh, Victor Bell uh, playbook. Uh, one of my, my good friends who um, 
who he runs uh, or used to run a, a war horse strength camp, worked with the special forces, uh, MMA athletes, NFL athletes, like getting the best out of people in performance. And he would always say, dude, they got your kids hostage. What are you going to do? <laughs> Man, he knows how to move men. And I was like, Yo, your kids are hostage. You better come up with this 10K right now, right now. What would you do? And he was like, I'm going to do it right now, right now. I would, I would call, uh, I forget his name. I think, he, you know, let's just say Bob, his best client, and offer him a new program. I said, call him right now. Wait a minute. You remember I said, it don't take a lot of time. It take balls. I said, call him right now. Offer it to him. I got you. We'll talk through it. Calls Bob. Gets him on the phone. He's nervous. And he's asking him about this new program he has. You know, it's, new, it's going to be $10,000. And he's just stammering. He's all over the place and doesn't know how to put it together. And he was like, and Bob was like, oh, just send me over the package. I think, it's, I, think I, I want to do it, but I got to go. Hangs up the phone. And he's like, he looks at me like, oh, shit. He said, yes. I said, how long did it take? Nothing. Not a lot of time. Did it take all the bar charts and plans and all this other shit? No. Nah. Took some balls, though. Took some balls, though. So that's why this question is so powerful, because it can put that old story, that ego, that thing that's fighting for you to shrink into a very safe place. It, it, it undresses that part of you and exposes you to the truth that you can have and, but you have to be willing to fight for it. You have to be willing to do what it takes to uphold it. And more times than not, it's not about resources. It's not about a bunch of time. It's about having the balls to do so. All right. So this one, this one, this one is near and dear to me. Like fight for and. I promise you it'll transform the landscape of your life when you start to build this habit in. We talked about three things that you can do with those three powerful questions. But the last one, the leapfrog question is a lifesaver or a game changer, if you will. Put that into play. Uh, for everybody out there, it, before we get into the close, if you do this and you transform your life or you do something you've never done before, drop me a message. Shoot me a text message letting me know how this impacted your life. 800-425-2095. That's 800-425-2095. Tell me. That's my direct number. I love to hear from you. How has this impacted your life? How have you tried this and what outcomes have you gotten? All right, I'm X, I'm X, and go out there and lead your story. You've been Storyfy. I'm out. Hey fam, thanks again for joining me in the yellow chair. I want to invite you to go even deeper to take this to the next level by pulling out your phone and texting me at 800-425-2095. That's 800-425-2095. That's my direct number. Type in the word yellow chair. And when you text me, you'll be joining my X Factor weekly insider community where I send out resources to help you to continue to storify your life and to lead your story. So don't miss that opportunity. 800-425-2095. Thanks again for joining me here in the yellow chair. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share these podcasts. We're trying to change 100 million people's lives and you're a part of that. So thank you again. And I see you in the next yellow chair. I'm out.